with everything that's going on, I had uh, been considering just the fact that all of us are in a form of transition when we think of things like COVID or uh, the work situation, the, um, the changeover in government. It's just one of those times where there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of questions and a lot of wondering as to what's going to be next and how do things go. And um, one of the things I was drawn to this week was just that uh, storms on the ocean are often seen as a metaphor or, you know, one of those things that uh, they describe what's going on in a different way. And so in some ways being tossed and turned is one of those times where it feels like that in real life. Um, I don't know if you've ever been in a boat when you thought it might go down. Uh, I've had only a couple of those instances. Um, I remember being up at a youth camp and going out for a ride with a guy and the boat stopped and we were in some chop of about three feet to five feet maybe. And, and suddenly water's coming in and I'm not sure that the boat's going to stay up. And uh, it was one of those times where I'm just going, well, I can swim to shore, but I sure don't want to. And uh, thankfully, he got the boat going and, and all was okay. But we just headed back in because it was one of those, uh, the water was rough enough that we just weren't going to stay up if we stayed out there. And I, I have a distinct memory of thinking, Oh, this is possible, even with a good boat. And just, you know, it can overwhelm you in an instant. So I just went through scripture and pulled out some of the storms that uh, are connected with it. And I want to come back to just some of those thoughts. Uh, with Noah's rescue, so to speak, he was in a, a situation where God separated the wicked and the righteous, and he spared the righteous in that storm. And it was uh, something that God has the capability of pulling somebody out of the equation and moving on, even though we look at it and say, how, how could that be? And it doesn't guarantee that he does that because regularly the people go through storms. But in Noah's case, he separated and then he delivered. And it's something to just keep in mind that when we're going through things, it's like, God, what do you want to accomplish in this? And how do you want this done? Uh, I was thinking of Jonah. Sometimes the storms of life are our own making, where we, uh, we get ourselves into fixes. And, you know, the Lord has brought it to us and just got our attention. Uh, I was thinking of Noah, you know. He, he understands when the storm comes what's going on, and, and he knows that uh, it's his own problem. And yet, uh, as he's walking through it, you know, he's thrown overboard, he's swallowed up by a great fish, and then God delivers him. And, and that mercy that comes through, even when we're in situations where we know that the storms around us are things that we've done ourselves that brought this trouble. And yet God has a way of working that for good if we'll let him. And uh, it was very encouraging for me to look at that and just say, you know what? 
he cares deeply for us and and uh, he is willing to discipline us that we might learn and grow out of it but what a good thing to to trust in um in Psalm 107, this is a little bit different, but there's stories told of different individuals who kind of got to the end of their rope uh, and needed help, and, and God found them and or took care of them. And, you know, there's an illustration of a person in the desert. There's another illustration of people in prison. There's now in the middle of that, there's this illustration of sailors or merchants going out to sea. and uh, you know they were they were making money. That was their business. And then suddenly they're they're in a situation that they realize they're in a sense at the end of their limits. They they're uh, used to sailing. They're used to working with this. And then it says their strength left them. And the danger was so great, and they swayed and staggered like a drunk. And their skill proved ineffective. They cried out to the Lord in their distress, and He delivered them from their troubles. And you know, sometimes even in life, we're going along and in a sense, there's the, uh, uh, we're feeling like we have control and we're able to just take care of things and get things done. And it's a good feeling and it's appropriate in many ways. But there's also a recognition that there are limits and there are things that go beyond our control. And yet God still has oversight to that and so even even doing something that we know to do even with something that we have confidence even with something that we have this sense that yeah this is right and i'm good at this there are moments where we realize there's more to it and there's a, a lack of ability to control and yet in this we can call out to the lord and find answer and hope and confidence in him. It says he calmed the storm, the waves grew silent, they rejoiced, the, uh, and he led them to a harbor that they desired. So he brought them where they needed to go. It says, let them give thanks to the Lord for his loyal love and for the amazing things he's done for people. Um, jumping to the New Testament, there's a story of Jesus, and uh, he'd gotten into the boat and said, let's go to the other side. And a violent windstorm comes up, and he's sleeping, which uh, is amazing to me. And finally, they, they wake him up, and they say, you know, we're about to die. And uh, I was thinking how these guys had been fishermen, or some of them had. And so they're aware that they're in trouble. And I was trying to think, too, you know, there's at least a dozen people in that boat, a wooden boat. Uh, it just seems like a recipe for disaster for me. And yet Jesus, uh, he's not bothered by the situation. And uh, he just gets up, rebukes it, and then um, says, where's your faith? You know, and, uh, you know, they're going, who is this guy that even the wind and waves obey him? But they're there's an awareness that this is controllable by the Lord. And Jesus in the storm is going, it's not that big a deal. I mean, the fact that he's able to sleep in some ways suggests to us that storms don't have to control our emotion or our thought and the way that we do things. 
Um, I, I was, uh, you know, looking at this thing with Jesus and, you know, he had a couple of those times where one time he sends them out, they're rolling against the wind. They're not making any ground. And then he comes walking on the water and they freak out. They think he's a ghost. And he just says, take courage. You know, <laughs> he just isn't bothered by it. And I thought, you know, if our confidence is in the Lord, even in storms, there can be this awareness that we can, we can be sheltered or protected, whatever's necessary, that the Lord is capable in all of that. I want to hit a, a final story, and this is out of Acts chapter 27. Paul was heading to Rome. He was uh, being shipped there for trial. And uh, he, they reach a point in the journey where he encourages the, the ship's owner and, and the others to, to not go any further, that they're entering into the storm season. And uh, he says, this is not going to be good if you go. And they're kind of uh, at that place of, well, who are you? <laughs> it, that's the impression I get. And, and uh, they end up leaving. And it says a, a northeaster blew up or a type of wind and hurricane force. And they're caught in it. And they, they are unable to sail where they want to go. So they just have to let the ship go where it will. And uh, it gets worse and worse. They end up putting ropes under the the ship to, in a sense, tie it together. Um, you know, apparently in that day, it was common where bolts would break and things. So they just, uh, they, they put a batch of ropes underneath and tie them all together and hope that everything held up. And so they're, they're doing that and, and they're, they've let out the anger. They're doing everything they know in their power. And then they start throwing cargo overboard and you're going, that's got to be intense if uh, they're throwing away their livelihood. And then they start throwing the ship's gear. And so, you know, even, even what's going to happen with this ship after the storm is they're going to have to refit it. So, you know, they've, they're doing everything in their power. And it says they went on for days like this. Can't see the sun, can't see the stars. Um, they lose all hope of being saved. And Paul has an angelic vision one night, or an encounter anyway. And uh, the angel tells him, you've got to go to Rome and give testimony. So you're going to survive. And he says, everyone on the ship will survive, but the ship will be lost. And so he tells him, take courage. This, this is going to be okay. And... Uh, you know, he says, I have, I have faith in God in, in everything that I've been told. And so um, he encourages them to take some food. It and it says that they haven't eaten for 14 days. So you can imagine the intensity of that uh, where they, they didn't even want to eat during that whole time in the storm. So it's as if every moment they think they're going to die. In every moment, they're waiting for things just to, to be the end and it to fall apart. And so much so that they've fasted for two weeks. Um, kind of an amazing situation. So he urges them to eat, uh, tells them that they'll all survive. And then he, um, he 
doesn't act that is very similar to what we associate with communion. It says he took bread, gave thanks to God in front of them, broke it, and began to eat and encouraged them all to do the same. And so all of them were encouraged. They took food for themselves. And uh, he let them know the ship was going to be destroyed, but they would live. All 276 people, which is astounding to me, you know, that there's that many people and they're all in this storm. They haven't eaten at all. And yet Paul is setting an example and just saying, this is going to work. It's going to be okay. Now, everything else is going to be lost, but our lives are going to be saved. And I guess I just, you know, again, if you treat this as a metaphor, this comparison, um, it may be that that uh, you're looking and saying, I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't, I haven't been in times like this. This is out of my control. And yet to be able to have confidence in the Lord that, yeah, there's plenty of illustration of him caring and providing, not just in storms, but all the way through, that it gives us that hope and that confidence and says, yeah, I may not understand what's going on with COVID. I may not understand what's going on with our government. I may not understand what's going on with my business. May not understand, you know, how where things are going to go financially. I may not understand where my friendships are going in this moment, but God does. He's in control. He's capable. He's able and willing and shows mercy to those that are in storms. What an encouraging thing to acknowledge and embrace. Thanks to the Lord, huh?